This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. You know, I've been in this industry for a long, long time. And you know, I got my start right there in Memphis, Tennessee. So what better person than to give a little intro to the only podcast in the UK that specifically talks about Memphis wrestling. That's right. We're talking about Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Folks, sit back, grab you a cup of hot tea. Hope you enjoy it. Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Got a doggone good-looking show lined up. This is the future, baby, and Jimmy Hart's here. You're not in the same caliber as I am. Who's the greatest wrestler in the world and why am I? You're acting like a hoodlum now. Come on, quit it. You know, every now and then, I think you might like to hear something from us. Nice and easy. But there's just one thing. You see, we never, ever do nothing. We always but do it. Never lost nice. One minute rough. And but we're going to take the beginning of this song the thing and do it been. easy. Big wheel, but then we're going to do the finish. Turning. Rough. Proud Mary, the way we do. Proud Mary. And we're rolling.
Hello again wrestling fans and welcome to the studios of the old bakery as we get ready to give you another exciting week here at the UK's number one and only Memphis wrestling related podcast. We as are, we as as always, we are as always, the, the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. I am your host, I think, Mr. Luke Jennings, hoping the podcast finds you fine and dandy wherever you are listening to in this glorious big wide world of ours. Please do not forget to follow us on Twitter at MemphisCast. And to hit the subscribe button here on the Place to Be Wrestling Network, home of great shows such as Wrestling's Chicken Salad, NWA Saturday Special, PTBN's Main Event, Nation Invasion, Highway to the Impact Zone, Monday Night Project, and many, many other great shows, you can follow the network on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. If you want to watch the episode that we're watching, then head over to youtube.com forward slash at MemphisCast, or you can hit the description that is in the link below. Also, if you are a fan of retro wrestling... I would uh, please invite you to go and listen to the Wrestling Memory Grenade. They are available on all good podcast suppliers, as well as the WrestleCopia Podcast Network, which has uh, that show, as well as the Monday Warfare Show, which uh, chronicles the goings-on of Monday Night Raw and Nitro as they go head-to-head, currently August 1996. And my personal favourite is the Regional Wrestling Podcast, which can be found on all good podcast suppliers. they uh ray and roman gomez are covering mid-south from 1986 and him and jamie ward are covering georgia from 1981 he's also got many many other things many 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 other territorial wrestling glory days in the pipeline you can follow them on twitter at Rasslin Grenade, and also visit whenitwascool.com for podcasts, articles, and much more on retro pop culture, comics, wrestling, movies, TV, toys, history, and more. This week on the show, we are covering the 26th of March, 1983. Last week, we covered the 12th of March, where we had a uh, interview-heavy show. We saw interviews aplenty, Colosseum footage, as well as some other of the awesome, usual of some of the usual awesomes from the Memphis territory. Before we head down to ringside, let's give you a, uh, a a look around the wrestling world. We've got a bit to cover this week, so let's get down to it. Just a quick mention: uh, last week, there, obviously, there's no footage for last week's show, which would have been the March the nineteenth show. So I'll just give you results for that. Uh, the Fabulous Ones defeated The Angel and Charlie Jones. Jerry Lawler and Stagger Lee defeated Rooster Cogburn and Pat Hutchinson. The Bruise Brothers. They're a, a different variation of the Bruise. Bruce Brothers now, they were they were Porkchop Cash and Mad Dog, they are now Porkchop Cash and the Dream Machine, so maybe we may see, we may see footage of that this week, I don't know, I don't think we will, no, but we, um, they defeated Ken Raper and Robert Reed, a, a brand new tag team in the territory, the Rock and Roll Express, Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton, they defeated Kenya Kondori and the Masked Marauder. And then in the main event of last week's television show, it was Exotic Adrian Street, Jesse Barn, the Sheep Herders, defeating Carl Fergie, Bobby Fulton, Dave Jones, and Craig Carson. So that's the Memphis covered. Let's head back down the wrestling world. On the 13th of March, AWA held a show in St. Paul, Minnesota. Steve Riggle, not that one, battled Book Zumhoff to a draw. Kurt Henning defeated. 
Sergeant René Goulet. Brad Reagans defeated John Tolos. Sheik Adnan al Kaisi and Joey Blackwell defeated Mad Dog for Sean and Baron Von Raschke. Hulk Hogan, Greg Gagne and Jim Bronzel defeated Bobby Heenan, Ken Patera and Jesse Ventura. And the main event was AWA World Champion Nick Bockwinkle defeating Rick Martel. Then next night, the 14th of March 1983, World Class Championship Wrestling holds a show in the Will Rogers Coliseum down there in Fort Worth, Texas. 8,000, the largest crowd in Fort Worth wrestling history, witnessed King Kong Bundy defeating the Texan, Little Coco defeating Billy the Kid, Jimmy Garvin defeating Brian Adias, Iceman King Parsons defeating Killer Carl Coop, Ken Mantell defeating Bill Irwin, The Great Kabuki defeating... Tolo Yatsu by disqualification. The world class world six man tag team champions, the Fabulous Freebirds, consisting of Buddy Robert Smogelhays and Terry Gordy, defeated the Von Erichs, consisting of David, Kevin, and Kerry. On the 17th of March, Frank Dusick defeats Barry Windham to win the Southern Florida heavyweight title on TV in Tampa. On the 18th, in Steubenville, Ohio, the WWF holds a show at the St. John's Arena. 6,500 witness Jose Estrada defeating Bill Dixon, Salvatore Belomo defeating Mac Rivera, Jimmy Snooker pinning Ray Stevens, Superstar Billy Graham defeating Pete Sanchez, Baron Mikel Cicluna defeating Joe Abbey, Rocky Johnson and Andre the Giant defeating Affa and Captain Lou Albano via countout. Also on the same day, the WWF holds a show in the Boston, the Boston Gardens. 16,174. Uh, Joe Jose Strider defeated Pete Doherty, Pete Sanchez defeating Baron Michael Cicluna, Tony Guerrero defeating Fred Marcino, Chief J Strongbow defeating Lou Albano, Iron Mike Sharp defeating S.D. Jones, WWF Champion Bob Backlund defeating Don Morocco, Rocky Johnson defeats Billy Graham, Andre Giant defeats Big John Studd, Ray Stevens defeats Jules Strongbow and Johnny Rods defeats Samoan number 3. The next night, on the 19th, WF holds a show in the Spectrum, Philadelphia. Ray Stevens battles Jules Strongbow to a double countout. Bob Backlund, Andre the Giant and Jimmy Snooker defeat Afa, Lou Albano, Big John Studd. SD Jones defeats Baron Michael Cicluna. Jose Estrada defeats Pete Sanchez. Don Morocco defeats Rocky Johnson. The next night, in what has been a busy few days for the WF, they hold a show in Madison Square Garden. 26,109 see Mac Rivera defeating Baron Michael Tony, uh, Tony Guerrilla, sorry, defeating Johnny Rods, S.D. Jones and Jose Estrada. Sorry, S.D. Jones defeating Jose Estrada. Poncho Boy and Sonny Boy Hayes defeat Farmer Pete and Butch Cassidy. I think that must be a midget match, I think. I know Poncho Boy and Butch Cassidy. Huh? Uh, Superstar Billy Graham, managed by the Grand Wizards, defeats Jules Strombo. Salvatore Belomo and Ray Stevens battled to a double countout. WWF champion Bob Backlund defeated WWF Intercontinental champion Don Morocco in a Texas death match. And Andre the Giant, Rocky Johnson and Jimmy Snooker defeat Big John Studd, Affa and Captain Lou Albano in a best out of five, best three out of five falls match. Also on the 20th. In the Omni and Atlanta GA, Killer Tim Brooks defeats Paul Orndorff to win the NWA National Heavyweight title which he which will be sold to Larry Zabisco. Tommy Rich defeated Larry Zabisco in a Canadian lumberjack match. Stan Hansen and the Masked Superstar defeat Ole Anderson and Buzz Sawyer. Dick Murdoch defeated Ivan Koloff by disqualification. Tony Atlas defeated Iron Sheik. Brad Armstrong and Ray Candy defeated Moondog Rex and Paul Ellering. Brett Sawyer defeated sorry Brett Sawyer battled Joe Lightfoot to a draw. B Brian Blair defeated Jack Donovan.
And then also on the 20th, AWA holds a show in Denver, Colorado, which witnesses Hulk Hogan battling Jesse Ventura to a no contest, Jerry Lawler defeating Ken Patera, Brad Reagans defeated John Tolos, Greg Gagne and Jim Bronzel defeated Jerry Blackwell and Sheik Adnan Al-Kaisi, and AWA World Champion Nick Bockwinkle defeating Rick Martel. On the 21st, Mid-South North American title tournament is being held in New Orleans, Louisiana. Round number one sees Mr. Olympia defeating Marty Lundy. Mr. Wrestling 2 defeated Bill Owen. Butch Reed defeated the Super Destroyer and Tito Santana defeated Matt Bourne. Second round action was Mr. Wrestling and Kamala battling to a double disqualification. Butch Reed defeating Jim Duggan. Kendo Nagasaki defeated Tito Santana by countout. Junkyard Dog defeated... Ted DiBiossi, and in the third, sorry, third round action, Mr. Olympia defeated Butch Reed, Junkyard Dog defeated Kendo Nagasaki, and in the finals, Mr. Olympia defeated Junkyard Dog to win the vacant North America title. Also on the 21st, here in Memphis, Tennessee, the Mid-South Coliseum, 6,162 witnessed Sonny King defeating Carl Fergie, Duke Myers defeating Bobby Fulton, Steve-O pinning Jonathan Boyd, the Rock and Roll Express defeating the Galaxians by disqualification. The Sheep Herders and Adrian, the Sheep Herders, Adrian Street and Jesse Barr defeated the Fabulous Ones, Steve-O and Dutch Mantel. Bill Dundee defeated Terry Taylor to win the Southern title. Stagger Lee, Jerry Lawler and one Andre the Giant defeated Porkchop Cash, Mad Dog and Bobby Eaton. On the 23rd, Scott McGee defeated Johnny Hefferman in Tampa, Florida on TV to win the vacant Florida title. On the 24th, Hulk Hogan defeated the AWA world champion Nick Buckwinkle by disqualification with Wahoo McDaniel as a special guest referee. On the 25th, All Japan Pro Wrestling Champion Carnival Tournament begins and scheduled for the tour are Ric Flair, Doc, Doc, Nick Buckwinkle, Bruce Brody, Stan Hansen, Harley Race, Terry Funk, Dory Funk Jr., Mil Mascaras, our own very our very own Jerry Lawler, Ted DiBiossi, Paul Orndorff, Ivan Koloff, Alexis Smirnoff, Shavo Guerrero, Hector Guerrero, David Von Erich, Kerry Von Erich, Jimmy Schnooker, Donald Kidd, Dos Caras, Ron Bass, Dick Slater, Terry Gordy, and Michael Hayes. And then finally on this day, on the 26th of March 1983 in Jackson, Florida, Jacksonville, Florida, Barry Windham defeated Angelo Mosco to win the Canadian title, of course, in Florida. Why wouldn't it be? And then finally, the WWF holds a show in the Boston Garden, 16,147 sell out the Boston Garden as they witness Jose Estrada defeating Pete Doherty, Tony Guerrero defeated Fred Marziano, Pete Sanchez defeated Baron Michael Cicluna, Chief J Strongbow defeats Captain Lou Albano. Iron Mike Sharp defeats S.T. Jones. Jimmy Snooker defeats AFA. WWF Champion Bob Backlund defeats WWF Intercontinental Champion Don Morocco in a Texas Deathmatch. Rocky Johnson defeats Superstar Billy Graham. Andre the Giant defeats poor Big John Stud by Countout. Uh, Ray Stevens defeats Jules Strongbow. And finally, Johnny Rods defeats Samula by disqualification. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's head down to ringside to see what Lance and Dave have got for us on this week's show as we cover the 26th of March 1983 in episode 108 of the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Please enjoy! Everybody, Lance Russell and Dave Brown, right along ringside. We're ready to do it with another big week 
championship wrestling and doggone we have got ourselves a doggone good show david i love what we got coming up today. we do indeed welcome back this week by the way sir so, the angel will be entering the opening match as a tag team they will be going against the rock and roll then we're going to have another tag team match bruce brother number one will be teamed with bobby eaton in that one then we'll have a look at the Moon Dogs. The Moon Dogs you may have heard something about around <laughs> the world. Well, they're going to be right here with us today at really? Championship Wrestling in a tag team match. Superstar Bill Dundee will be in here in a single match. And Stagger Lee will be going against the guy we haven't seen in a long time, Cowboy Frankie Lane out of Canada. All right. Big main event final match. It'll be a doggone good one. And by the way, David, we have some excellent videotapes of some action and stuff I think everybody's going to enjoy. We'll be getting to all of that right after we take time out for this. So we've got an action-packed card here. We've got Rock and Roll Express. We're going to be seen for the very first time here on the podcast. They, uh, they've been created a couple of weeks ago, but with this is going to be a historical moment here on the podcast as we're going to witness them. We've also got Bobby Eaton teaming up with one half of the Bruise Brothers. We've got the return of the Moondogs. I don't know what variation of the Moondogs this is going to be, and we're going to be seeing a face from long ago, Cowboy Frankie Lane. We When we first started doing the podcast, I think Frankie Lane was in and out of the territory. I think I recognise his name from old WWF shows as well. So we've got an action-packed card here, and no doubt we will see some footage from the Coliseum from the last week as well. So let's, uh, without further ado, let's get back down to it. Fifteen minute time limit match, a total weight of four hundred eighty-four pounds from the Isle of Fiji, Samu and his partner from France, the Angel, going against him. Total weight four hundred thirty-five pounds from Nashville, Tennessee, and from Pensacola, Florida, Rick Morton and Robert Gibson, the Rock and Roll Express. One fall, fifteen minute time limit. Jerry Calhoun, the referee. Ought to be a dandy and a real. Bell is ringing. We are underway. The Angel and Sabu going against Robert Gibson, Ricky Morton, the Rock and Roll Express. Morton starting for his team. Sabu starting for his team. Sabu, uh, black trunks, no boots. Ricky, uh, black tights, white boots. Oh, lovely late frog game by Sabu. And again by Sabu. Turns around. Dropkick by Ricky Morton. Uh, big slam by Morton. Lovely arm drag. The angel comes in and he gets arm dragged for his troubles. And again, taking down the big angel. Obviously, Morton and Gibson individually are not no are not no strangers to us on the podcast. We've seen them. But as a tag team, this is historical as the Rock and Roll Express would now would go on to be a tag team well into 2022. I believe they last appeared as a tag team last year. Uh, Ricky Morton's still doing the rounds in the NWA with his son Kerry. I think Robert has stepped away from wrestling. He may still be doing conventions and things like that, but they're both in, well in their 60s and they are uh, loving life. Oh, lovely hurricane runner there by Ricky out of the corner. Sabu gets the legs over one. One count, no. One, two, no. 
Lovely few pinning attempts. And, oh, beautiful arm drag now by Ricky Morton. Tags in Robert. Robert now in with an arm bar. Crowd going bananas. They come out to um, kiss rock and roll all night and party every day. That wouldn't be their music for... I don't know how long until they get new music. Crisscross now. Oh, leapfrog by Sabu. Dropkick by Morton. By Gibson, sorry. By Gibson. And a big slam. Robert wearing black tights, red boots. The Angel now in. Black and red singlet, black boots. The Angel's going to have the uh, he's going to have the power and he over these guys. Oh, slams Robert down with ease. Picks up Robert Irish whip again now by the Angel. Picks him up. Oh no, uh, good behind by Robert. Girl, no. Angel held on to the ropes. Drop kick there by Robert Gibson. Beautiful. And arm bar drag. Arm bar drag. There's a full house here as always here in the WMC studios. Ricky now in. Oh, kicked by the Angel. Irish up now by the Angel on Ricky. Oh, kick to the gut. Irish up again by the Angel. Oh, no. Ricky caught the boot, swings him round. Standing drop kick there by Ricky Morton on the Angel. Arm drag. Angel tags in Sabu. No man, there's no Jim Corner, there's no Jimmy Hart, there's no managers here this week for the uh, team of Sabu and the Angel. Chop by Sabu. Oh! Thrust to the face. There's a lot of young ladies here in the crowd today, you can see them. The, the, the first row at least is a good 90% girls. They are here to see the Rock and Roll Express and the fabulous ones and all the, uh, the good looking dudes here in Memphis wrestling. One not good looking dude is the Angel, as he is now tagged in. A backdrops Ricky Morton. We haven't got the white lines on the canvas this week, but we've got low. Oh, no, they're kind of white lines. Oh, a bit close, close to the ropes there for Ricky as he gets hit back dropped by Sabu. No mullet here for Mr. Morton. He's mulletless, he's got a good head of hair on him, but he's not quite got the mullet. Robert Gibson now in fists of plenty to Sabu and the Angel. All four men now in. Oh no! And oh no! <laughs> Sabu and the Angel go face to face there. Irish up now by Ricky. No, Sabu ducks to close the and double drop kick on Sabu. Beautiful. Morton goes for cover. One, two, three. Lovely jubbly. Your winners. The Rock and Roll Express. So we've seen footage of the Galaxians versus the Rock and Roll Express. Randy Hales is our commentator. I'm guessing by the sounds of it last week we didn't see um, Lance was on holiday maybe. This was taken from the March 21st show. 
as we uh, had the results earlier. This is the one with Andre the Giant in town. He also does Louisville Gardens the next night. Uh, he teams with Stagger Lee to defeat Jimmy Hart, Bobby Ian and the Bruise Brothers. And then he's also in Evansville the next night on the 23rd. Uh, yeah, that's it. He's only in here for three nights, but it's good that Andre the Giant is here in town. One Galaxian goes out of the ring. Paul Morton is the referee here, so hopefully no bias. Gibson goes behind and rolls up. Galaxian one. Nope. Referee was out of position. Galaxian throws. Referee is called for the bell. He saw the Galaxian throw Robert Gibson straight over the top rope. Something else has probably happened though because Jim Cornette is not happy. That's why Jim Cornette is here and he wants to see this video footage. Double Irish ship, double drop kick by the Rock and Rolls on the Galaxians. They're trying to take the mask off this Galaxian individual. They're trying to take the mask off him. They're trying to take the mask off. Cornette gets the other one in. He's got a chair. Chair. Oh, no. The heel running the faces away. Everything was airtight, brother. The Galaxians match the back. He can barely see the Galaxians because they match the back curtain. We have all those trashy girls in the audience. Always screaming for them, they'll do anything for those cheers. We went in to wrestle a match, and when they saw that they could not wrestle as they tried to fight, they used punches, kicks, they pulled hair, jabbed eyes, and they saw that that wasn't going to do any good either because we could outfight them. So what did they do? They took Alpha right there, and they tried to pull the man's mask off, and that is one thing that you never do on Alpha or Beta. Either one of the Galaxians is touch that mask, and you see what happens when somebody does that. So now... It seems what we have is a situation where there's going to be no time limit and no disqualification. That's right up our alley. Because with my brains and their brawn, there's no way that we can go wrong. And Morton and Gibson, if you want all those little girls cheering for you so bad that you're willing to risk your bodies and your lives to do it, then I feel sorry for you because that's the reason these two men wear masks so we don't have all that distraction from all those trashy girls cheering for us. They are the Galaxians, and their mission is to destroy opponents. Well. Is that right? I guess that means okay. Well, let's find it out, and I'll tell you, you'll find the Rock and Roll Express pretty formidable group when you get in there and start going in that no time, no disqualification. Hey, talking about formidable groups and one we enjoy, let's take a look. The fabulous one. <laughs> seen the fabulous ones here um we've seen this highlight package a thousand times with the three or four different songs to it so this uh take advantage to just to plug a few people the uh booking the territory podcast team over there the uh keeping everything down and dirty with their shenanigans they cover wcw on the free feed they cover wcw from 1991 they're now entering 1992 i believe by the time this show comes out they also have a great patreon patreon.com for us book in the territory where you can get access to well over 400 shows they cover modern day nwa old nwa ecw uh, world class uh, they have a once in a while they have a show over on youtube just 
shooting the breeze they'll also be covering on that patreon feed the um Dark Side of the Ring episodes that are coming out very, very soon. Well, as, as when this show hits, they'll be on episode probably two of Dark Side of the Ring, but they'll be covering that as well in some form, I would imagine. Also, our vantage point over at uh, Joe and Quinn over there in New Jersey. They do a weekly show on a Friday where they cover the goings-on of WWF Championship Wrestling. They are currently in November 1985. They also have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash our vantage point there's also like we mentioned at the beginning so the rest the wrestling memory grenade there's also uh, the north south connection they've got a great selection of podcasts over there stick to wrestling with john mcadam and the other one is greetings from allentown as well some great podcasts out there that you can listen to over on your podcast player of choice this is one of the wildest ones i have ever run across due to the stipulations involved I think you have an idea we're being visited by some guests. Dutch Mantel, Steve O, and the fabulous one, Stan and Steve. In this particular match, it will involve the Sheep Herders joining forces with Jimmy Cornette's dynasty, Adrian Street and Jesse Barr. In this eight-man tag match, there are many stipulations. It involves the fabulous ones who have agreed that if either one of them is defeated, that they will get their hair cut, if you're hearing me. Dutch Mantel has said if he beats, if any of them can beat him in the middle of the ring, he'll pitch out $5,000 to the fans. And by agreement with the entire team, Steve O has said if he gets beat, the whole team leaves town. Now, on the other side of the fence, we'll get to that later, similar stipulations. The sheep herders have agreed that if either one of them get beat, the entire team leaves. Adrian Street has got his hair up if he gets beat. And then it's going to be Jesse Barr who will take $5,000 of Jimmy Cornette's mother's money and pass it out to the crowd out there. This is the wildest dog thing, thing I've man. seen, Does this cigar smoke bother you? Oh, go right ahead. Well, a lot of things bother me. I think we got a little tape. We need to show it right now. Okay. We look at it. Let's watch this you little tape right here. You want to see what happened when these guys met once before? You'll understand the stipulations. Look at this eight-man tag match. And he may be loose, but nope. Boyd got him from behind. Interesting footage of eight-man tag. This happened this past week on March the 21st, I believe. Uh, yep, Sheep Herders, Adrian Street, and Jesse Barr going against the fabulous one, Steve Owen, Dutch Mantel. They're going for a return. They're going for the return this week. So if the fabulous lose, if the fabulous, if the fabs lose, the hair is gone. If Dutch loses, he throws $5,000 to the crowd. If Steve O loses, he, Dutch, and the Fabs must all leave. If Jesse Barr loses, he tosses $5,000 of Mama Cornette's money to the crowd. If Street loses, he loses his hair and Linda loses her hair. And if the Sheep Herders lose, they leave town with Adrian Street and Jesse Barr. Uh, I can tell you that the, fabulous, the team of the Fabulous Ones, Dutch Mantel and Steve-O, beat... The sheep herders, Adrian Street and Jesse Barr, but it doesn't say uh, who. It doesn't say who does what, so I don't know what was going on. We may find out next week. 
one thing I can tell you in my little book I have, there is no TV, there's, there's TV that happens, but there's no results that happen. I've got no results that happen um, for quite a while, so. But I've got footage, so I don't know what's going on there. But absolute chaos here as uh, the sheep herders are attacking the fabulous ones with the New Zealand flag. Orange Street whipping people with uh, Miss Linda's whip and Jim Cornette is in there and there's absolute chaos here as they make them the Rock and Roll Express though to uh, equal things up a bit Carl Fergie Bobby Fulton are in there as well to clear house and try and get the bad guys away from the good guys that happened last week like this we walked in that coliseum and I bet you there wasn't one person that says we couldn't beat them but I don't know what it was whether we went into a slump or we were jinxed or whatever it was but that match did not turn out the way we thought it would now we got a lot of stipulations in this match and I don't really know how I got in it but I'm in it elbow deep baby and when you're in it elbow deep you got to pull yourself out now if I got to take these guys back in the dressing room and give them a pep talk and fire them up then I'll do it because I don't intend to throw $5,000 out to the people and I'm sure the fabs here if one of them loses got to shave their head I'm sure that won't set too good with them and if Steve-O if you do lose and we do have to leave this town you think the fight in the ring was something wait till we get back to the dressing room brother now I think we need some stipulations and I, I think some changes need to be made around here now these sheep herders they've walked and they've talked and they've knocked this country and they've done everything they can do to make themselves disliked around here and I have to say one thing they have done one good job of it but I'm going to say one thing this match is not going to turn out like it did before we're going to go in there hell bent for leather and we're going to knock them all the way back to New Zealand so their ancestors can feel it. Now we're going to hit them and we're going to knock them and we're going to take the count on them right in the middle of the ring. Now if the sheep herders lose, lose they got to leave town. If Adrian Street loses, he got to shave his head and I think Miss Linda's head too. And I think if that Jesse Barr, if he loses, we're going to see how much money that Cornette family really has got. So people, we're coming, like I said, hell bent for leather. We're coming there to win. I'm not going to lose no money. Steve O is not going to lose so we have to leave town and I'm sure these two guys are not going to get their head shaved. Boys, you get your best hold because when we come, we're coming looking for somebody and we're looking for somebody, we're going to find somebody. Well, I'll tell you one thing, uh, one little correction and that is that if either one of the sheep herders lose, the entire team leaves this town. Good. i got to say too that they're going to have a, a lot of direction and heat going for you in there, Steve, because uh, if you lose, the whole team goes. Well, that's true, you know, and I want to tell Dutch right now, it's a, you have got to worry about nothing because if it's going to be a big enough fight in the ring, just shape, just going against the sheep herders in there. Now, that's who I'm majorly going to have to concentrate on is the sheep herders because my score is to settle with them. But I tell you, if I let these guys down and they have to shave their head or if they have to throw out $5,000, I might as well go back out of the country too because I don't want to face these guys. It's going to be one heck of a fight and there's going to be all kinds of pandemonium going on right down in that ring in big Memphis town. I want to tell you, you know, if either one of you guys lose your hair, there's going to be a lot of friends out there awful unhappy. You know, Lance, uh, Steve and I have had quite a bit of time to reflect and think about it, and uh, we realized we've been left lying face down in the ring for the past two weeks, and uh, we just decided it's time to get kind of serious about this kind of stuff and uh, maybe stop dancing so much and just get a little more serious, you know? But then again, maybe it's not, Lance, because I talked to Billy Ray Williams at the U-Haul Renner trailer place this morning, and he said Adrian Street... Jesse Barr and the Sheepers were down there saying, we need some traders for Monday night, brother, because we're getting the hell out of Dodge. So let me tell you one thing. 
Adrian Street, pack up your cover girl makeup, your lace panties, and Jesse Barr. You can get a little box and put those little phony tin medals in there. And the sheep herders, pack that 57 Mercury up with the furry dice and get the hell out of Memphis Monday night, sweetheart. If I can just be serious again, Lance, just for a second, you know, we've had a lot of trouble with these guys. Let me just tell Adrian and Jesse and the sheep herders this, uh, let me end on this note, uh, a little serious note, and it goes something like this. Hit the road, Jack, and don't come back no more, no more, no more, no more, hit the road, Jack. There we go, Dutch Mantel, Steve-O, the fabulous ones, and they're heading out. They're getting ready for one whale of a battle Monday night at the Coliseum. Time out. We'll be back with more action in a moment. Listen, I really was... Talking about getting serious, let me tell you something. The reason that Adrian Street and Jesse Barr and the Sheep Herders aren't here today is because they're training and they're working out because I want to make sure that they're set and in ready condition for they that match be. Monday night. Everybody knows what it is. You've just told them. You know what Armageddon means, Lance? I know it. The is. ultimate conflict, the final confrontation where everything hangs in the balance. Somebody, I don't care who it is, anybody that's involved in that match Monday night, their lives are going to be irreparably, irreversibly changed in some manner or the other. And I want to make sure it's not my men. And I believe that you have some pre-recorded comments that I've brought down today. If the people in the booth are awake and taking care of their business... As a matter business, of fact, I do. And if you'll let me handle our business, let's take a look at some of the comments that were made regarding you this unusual match. stinking cowards. What stipulations are these? If, if we lose this match... If I have a look on myself, drop the fall, we're going to leave town. If Jesse Barr drops the fall, he's going to throw $5,000 out to the audience. And if Adrian Street drops the fall, him and Linda get their head shaved. Eddie Marlin, you're a bloody crazy man. But the stipulations don't stop there. It goes the other way, too. The fabulous ones, if they lose, one of them loses, they shave their heads. If Mantell loses, he throws $5,000 out. And Steve O, if he loses, he leaves town. What do you think about that, Jess? Well, you know, with, with me in the, in the ring, Jimmy Cornette's money's as safe as it was in the bank. Because there ain't no way I'm going to throw five grand out to all them redneck rebels out there. And as for them fabulous ones, get used to your... What do you think, Adrian? <laughs> well, I couldn't care less if, if this hair got shaved. I mean, she can get a wig. But my beautiful hair... My beautiful hair, there is no chance. Took me a long time to grow this, dear, and it's staying. <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen now, and I'm going to tell you nice and short and nice and easy. Steve-O is not going to lose lose the match. He's not going to leave town. Mantel's not going to throw money at the audience because we're all in agreement. We want to see the fabulous ones bold. We want to see them bold. We want to see them looking like this. They still won't be men. They'll be southern boys. And after it's all over, everybody can look at us men and say, just like you do in the South, you'll come back now, year. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. By the time, that's right, by the time Monday night rolls
wrestles around, those four men are going to be the most polished, the most effective wrestling machine that's ever been allowed to step foot in a wrestling ring. And you know Eddie Marlin, he agrees with us because he's already got the Rock and Roll Express playing all this loud rock and roll music just waiting for the fabulous ones to leave. But what I want to see is that bald head of Lane and Kern right there shining real bright and everybody's saying what we should get. Well, I know what we should get. We should get a cowboy cap pistol for Dutch Mantel so he don't get cranky in the car. We should get a gasoline credit card for Steve-O. And we should get some head and shoulders for Lane and Curran so when they start over again, they'll do it right this time. Jimmy Cornett and his uh, inspiring comments about the big eight man. Well, that's going to be something that'll be well worth taking a look at down there Monday night when it happens. Dave. Let's just settle back and enjoy the next little bit here. Everybody pay attention because I think you're going to enjoy the exotic Adrian Street. We've seen an Adrian Street music video done by uh, Tony Tim's Tiptoe Through the Tulips. Those are not using Adrian Street's actual ring of music that he created. The, uh, the master of, uh, of many holds from good old uh, Wales is Adrian Street, exotic Adrian Street. Trained uh, a lot of wrestlers in his time. You've just seen some footage of him wrestling against uh, Dutch Mantel, so uh, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for your continued support. Your uh, continued listening means a lot. We are doing our best each and every week to keep the memory of Memphis alive over here in the UK. A forgotten territory uh, for many. Some may not even know about it over here in the UK. So we're doing our best to um, keep it alive each and every week. And hopefully you are enjoying the ride. Middle of 1983 we are in. We just had to enjoy it. Hey, we got action, a big tag match coming up in the ring and we're going to be back to it in just a moment. He's fit to get uh, his team up in the ring. We'll have the introduction. Here comes the referee. Again, one fall, 15-minute time limit. Total, 414 pounds from Memphis, Tennessee. Mike Mashburn and Robert Reed. And going against him, at a total of 461 pounds from Huntsville, Alabama, Bobby Eaton from the Windy City. Bruce brother number one and air manager Jimmy Hart. Referee Jerry Calhoun, one fall, 15-minute time limit. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Mashburn and Robert Reed going up against Porkchop Cash and Bobby Eaton. Not too sure what the uh, connotation of this tag team is, but Bobby Eaton and Porkchop Cash team here maybe for the first time. Managed by Jimmy Hart. Looks like Mike Mashburn is going to start for his team. Black trunks, black boots, and he is going to be going up against Bobby Eaton. Bobby Eaton wearing lavender tights, white boots. The bell is rung, and we are underway. Calling over top. Oh, knee by Bobby. Oh, right hand by Bobby. Tag to Porkchop Cash. Porkchop Cash wearing denim tights, denim trousers, black boots. Bobby Eaton still, he's been tagged out, but he's still pummeling away on Mashburn. Oh, clobbering shot there by Cash, and again. 
Leno whooping down on Mike Mashburn. Oh. Cash picked him up just to drop him down again. Oh, and again, clobber and shot there by Cash. Mike Mashburn trying to fight back, but he's not having much luck. Oh, Mashburn thrown into the knees of Bobby Eaton, who's now tagged in legally. Bobby Eaton back in. Oh, right into the gut by Eaton. Jimmy Hart sitting at ringside. Mashburn is tagged in Robert Reed. Robert Reed is in blue trunks, black boots, Irish whip by Bobby Eaton. Big back elbow takes down Robert Reed. We've seen Robert Reed now for a few weeks now in his uh, enhancement talent job. Oh, thrown into the knee of Porkchop Cash. <laughs> Robert Reed just hit Bobby Eaton from behind and fell down as he hit him. Porkchop Cash now in, beating the uh, snot out of Robert Reed. We saw Porkchop Cash for the first time a couple of weeks ago. It wasn't pretty, but uh, offensive. Uh, uh, was aff offensive, not offensive. I'm trying to think of the word. Effective. It wasn't pretty, but it was effective. He's got a new tag team partner now joining him as the Dream Machine. I'm not entirely sure what's happened to his old tag team partner, but uh, the Dream Machine is always a good substitute. Big slam by Bobby Eaton, followed by an elbow on Robert Reed. Oh, Robert Reed trying to fight back again, but not much luck. Pops up Cash now tagged in. Oh, Chop Cash now there's a big old clobber and shots just taking down Robert Reed. Tag into uh, Bobby Eaton once again. Robert Reed trying to fight back, but he can't. He's got no, he's gonna have no luck here at all. Oh, right hand to the mush by Bobby Eaton. Picks up Reed, Irish whips him, and. Big power slam there by the Huntsville, Alabama native. Tags in Porkchop Cash instead of going for the pin. Porkchop's on the second rope on the inside. And, oh, knee to the face and chest. One, two, three. Your winners, Porkchop Cash and Bobby Eaton. Two minutes, 55 seconds. They probably could have gotten a pin long before now if they tried for it. But they didn't until now. However, the victory goes to the team of Bobby Eaton and Bruce Brother number one, Jimmy Hart in their corner. Time again on at 2 minutes, 55 seconds. Okay, 2.55 and uh, not unexpected at all. The experience of uh, Eaton and Bruce Brother number one. Alrighty, we in fact are right now going to take a look at some action that took place involving the Bruce Brothers, plural, Bobby Eaton and Jimmy Hart. Let's take a look at this handicap match that had Andre, the king, Staggerly. Whoa, but his partners got caught behind. Here he comes back. So I've seen footage from the 21st. Mr. Corsair, Andre the Giant is now in the ring. Oh, big shot there by Andre. Jimmy Hart escapes the ring. Bruce Brother escapes. Rob Bobby Eaton's thrown out. Porkchop Cash is it? Porkchop Cash is that the other one? That's Porkchop Cash, I think. And that's the other one, I believe. That's not Dream Machine, is it? I don't know who it was. Jerry Lawler though and Stagger Lee doing a number on him. 
His leg is draped across the... Oh! Stagger Lee drops across that leg of the bruised brother. Mad dog. Eaton come back in the ring, but he gets stopped by Andre. Oh! Stagger Lee again across the leg of Bad Dog. I think they're trying to break that leg, I think. Andre the Giant just knocked down Porkchop Cash. Andre the Giant is uh, fending the... The heels off all staggerly, trying to absolutely break the leg of uh, Mad Dog or off off his leg. I think they've done quite a successful job of hurting the bruised brother there. Staggerly doing it again. Oh, dropping his weight across that. Oh, good lord, that didn't look uh, too good. He looks in a lot of difficulty here. First family are trying to get in and save him, but Andre's just stood in the ring, fending off people. And again, Staggerley's absolutely relentless, trying to take the uh, leg of the bruised brother back with him. Andre the Giant now patrolling the ringside area, chasing people off. He's got hold of Jimmy Hart, he's got hold of Jimmy Hart. Oh no.
is Monday night at the Coliseum. There's going to be an international heavyweight championship match. Jerry the King Lawler puts it on the line against beautiful Bobby Eaton in an international heavyweight championship match. Maybe the biggest match Bobby's ever had. Hey, every match he goes into is the biggest match he's ever had. Let me tell you something, Lawler. I know that you're laughing. You think right now, you and Coco Ware, that you've gotten rid of the Bruise Brothers. But I promise you this, Mad Dog right now is at home. He's working out. He's getting himself back together because the family is getting bigger and stronger. You know where I go, the people say, Jimmy Hart, why don't you take the cane to the ring anymore, baby? Well, this is my cane, Uncle Sam, baby, and he's coming back into action. Right, Bobby? Right, baby. Right, you know, Jimmy's got a little taper. He asked you before, but right, you showed that. If that was that, right. you'd already had the thing on there, Let's man. go ahead and roll the tape and take a look at it. This is no, one Jimmy Hart brought. Now you just see Lawler. That's supposed to be the international heavyweight champion out there, Jerry Lawler. But you see what beautiful, yeah, the has-been. You see what beautiful Bobby's doing. Look at that punch. Boom. Where did the guy go? He went down on the mat. Just like every time I do something, the guy's going to go down. Look where everybody's laying. Where's the big giant at now? Where's he at? Where's Andre at, Lance? Uh, the, the point is, but not where, that. It's where Lawler was. You were future. stomping on him. Where was Lawler? He was down on the mat. Yeah. Where he's always is. Like Jimmy said, I'm the future. future I'm not a has-been. I'm the future. I'm the guy that's going to take that international belt away from Lawler. Now, Lawler has been around for a while, and he's beat a few guys. He, who he beat for the international belt was Austin Allen. <laughs> now, who hadn't beat Austin Allen? Oh, who right. has not beat Austin Allen? That's right, baby. Well, I beat Austin Allen. You take care of the match. Well, By I'm the gonna, way. I'm gonna say this right here. Lawler may think he's tough, and he may think he's even bad, but I guarantee you, in front of these people, in front of you, and in front of everybody else, right now, you're looking at the uncrowned, until Monday night, you're looking at the uncrowned international heavyweight champion, beautiful Bobby Eaton, okay. along with the Wait a minute. Just stay right here. I got something from Lawler that I want We're you not to listen. listen. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to listen. Let's go, Bobby. Come well, on. You don't want to stand here. I imagine you'd have to walk out on something like that. You try to pull some stuff like that. No, I'm not pulling. I just said, let's take it. We're not listening or looking at anything. Let's take a look at it ourselves. Bobby Eaton, I want you to take a real good look at this belt right here, son. Because you see, this is as close as you're ever going to get to it. Now, how in the world anybody ever figured you were a worthy contender for the International Heavyweight Championship, I'll never know. But you've got the title shot, and brother, you better make it good, because it's your first, and believe me, it is your last. I don't know if Jimmy Hart made some phone calls. I don't know if he sent out some telegrams or some letters to the uh, championship committee. I don't know what he did, but for you to get a shot at the International Heavyweight Championship... It's almost a joke, Bobby Eaton. Because you see, punk, I don't think much of you. I think you are a low-life, stinking, trashy, scum-of-the-earth jerk who is not fit to tie my shoelaces. Do you understand what I'm saying, Eaton? And what I'm trying to do right now is I'm trying to get you really good and mad because I want you to be at your very best down there Monday night. I want you to be mad. I want you to be hot. I want you to come at me with everything you've got, Bobby Eaton. So that when I beat you like the dog that you are, you're going to know. You're going to have to sit there and realize that you did every single thing that you could do. And it wasn't good enough. Because you see, that's the whole story. That's the whole ball of wax, Bobby Eaton. You're just not quite good enough. I guess that's why you associate with trash like Jimmy Hart. Now, Hart... I want you to be at ringside. I want you to see your number one boy. I want you to see him do the best that he can do. And I want you to see him fall short. Because that's exactly what's going to happen. When I walk in the ring, I'm going to carry this belt. When I walk out of the ring, I'm going to have it. 
and Bobby Eaton, I'm going to leave you laying flat on your back. And Jimmy Hart, I hope you stick your nose in, punk, because it's long and skinny now. But this right here will make it short and fat. So just do whatever you can do, Bobby Eaton, but you're not going to get this belt. That's a promise. All right, we're waiting now for the action to start out here. Bobby Fulton, David Johnson come out here to go against the internationally known Moon Dogs. They'll be making their first appearance on championship wrestling. And there they are. So we have backmatch number tag team action, the Moon Dogs, the world famous and infamous Moon Dogs. I believe this is Rex and King. And they're going up against Bobby Fulton and Dave Johnson. Total weight of 412 pounds from Columbus, Ohio, Bobby Fulton. And from Memphis, Tennessee, David Johnson. Going against them at a total weight of 517 pounds. The internationally famous Moon Dogs with their manager, Jimmy Hart. One fall, 15-minute time limit, Jerry Calhoun, the referee. Dave Johnson starts for his team. Green trunks. Black trunks, black boots. Going against the Moon Dogs. Moon Dog number one here with their blue and denim singlets. Blue boots. The larger of the two Moon Dogs is now slams Dave Johnson down. This is, I think, this is the variation of the Moon Dogs. This is Rex and King, former uh, WWF superstars. They joined the WWF in 1988, and then they came in and out as well as they did here. They joined Memphis in 1983. They then came back in 1991 as part of the um, USWA, where they had a feud with Jerry Lawler and Jeff Jarrett. So this would be Moondog Rex and Moondog Spot. Yeah, this is Spot on Rex, by the looks of it. Rex would be uh, Randy Cully, who became... He was Demolition Smash for about a week. And then um, Moondog Spot is one Larry Latham, who uh, is a former blonde bomber here in Memphis. Dave Johnson still getting the absolute snot kicked out of me by the Moondogs. Big slam there by uh, Moondogs. And a big splash by the Moondog. One. Nope. Picks up. Jerry Calhoun goes for the count, but he gets picked up. I think that's Larry Latham, so that's Moondog uh, 
spot. Rex now in, clobbering away on Dave Johnson. Oh, headbutt from uh, the other Moondog on an apron. Dave Johnson picked up, slammed down by the Moondog. Moondog going up to the second rib on the inside. And, oh, fist drop there by the Moondog. Oh, big kick there by the Moondog. Oh, and again. Dave Johnson down and in trouble, as he has been all this match so far. Jimmy Hart very happy that he's been uh, he's got the moon dogs in here in the first family. Very, very happy. Oh. Bobby Fulton now in Bobby Fulton in green trunks black boots but he has attacked he comes in like a house of fury but he is attacked by the moon dog. The other moon dog that allows uh, spot here. Oh they got those one of them big old dog bones in there just Pummels Bobby Fulton in the head with an instant disqualification now, but the Moondogs do not care. They're beating the shit out of Dave Johnson now. Moondog's got the other one. He's got him across the knee. The second Moondog from the... Oh, Moondog decapitation there. Bobby Fulton absolutely getting the shit kicked out of him now as well by these two big old Moondoggies. Crowd chanting for the fabulous ones. Oh, right hand, right hand. Bobby Fulton getting absolutely pummeled here now on the outside. He's trying to escape from the outside, but the Moon Dogs are following him. Oh, now biting at Bobby Fulton. I think Bobby Fulton might be bleeding again. We've seen him here in Championship Wrestling before, bleeding. Oh, check the gut there by the Moon Dogs. And oh, bone to the gut again. Poor old Bobby Fulton taking that licking. Moondog's now continuing their brawl on Dave Johnson on the inside with the bone. Moondogs are uh, armed and dangerous here with these big old meat bones. Bobby Fulton on the ground, bleeding. One of the Moondogs wiping Bobby Fulton's blood all over his face. Are chasing members of the crowd away as well. Absolute chaotic scenes here. But your winners, your winners are Bobby Fulton and Dave Johnson by disqualification. Lose it again. We are going to take time out, and we're going to be back with more action in just a Quite some time was the challenge that was issued by the superstar Bill Dundee uh, to Terry Taylor, who was the reigning Southern Heavyweight Champ at the time. We've got some of the match that took place. It was a whale of a match in there. There still was a lot of controversy about it. I'm certainly not taking sides, but I do want to say this. I hope you will watch all of the action that we have in this bout and uh, look at it for what it is, and then you can continue to make your own decision. Let's take a look. Southern Heavyweight title match, Bill Dundee, Terry Taylor, tough action. <laughs> 
So I've seen footage from again this Monday, the 21st of March, Bill Dundee versus Terry Taylor for the Southern title. Both men wearing blue trunks, blue boots for Taylor, cowboy boots for Dundee. We've got the camera down on the floor today. No hard cam at the minute. Taylor in control. Got the hard, got the hard cam now. Keep flicking between hard cam and floor cam, which is great to see here. Dundee going for oh, big monkey flip there by Terry Taylor on Dundee. This is clipped, so we're seeing Griffin uh, back in the ring now, going for a test of strength. Hair pull followed by an arm drag. Well, you can hear the crowd. Some of them saying he did. Some said he didn't. Look at that Taylor move. Beautiful. Top wrist lock takes Billy back down. He is being broken up. The referee saying it. Terry said, I don't believe this. Calling him a type now. Indeed, Taylor in the rips over strip. Reversed by Taylor. Big back body drop there by Terry Taylor. Taylor goes, Dundee goes scurrying to the outside. Go Terry, go sign out in the ring, in the ringside seats. Bill Dundee complaining the hair pull. Taylor has a little edge in age on him. Dundee is known for his durability and his ability to stay with it. Dundee now back in, corner by Tyre. Sided up by Taylor. Shove off by Dundee. Goes for back up. No, backslide, backslide by Terry Taylor. No, feet in the ropes. Paul Morton was out of place and Dundee had his feet in the ropes. Corner over now, Dundee pushed Taylor into the corner. Going to get a clean break. Shove off by Taylor. Big Taylor shove there. Dundee goes flying across the ring. Bill Dundee still complaining of hair pulls anytime Terry Taylor touches him. Well, we're starting to see the, uh, the wind of change here for Mr. B Bill Dundee. So I had that takedown by Taylor. Reversed by Dundee numerous times. Shove off, shoulder tackle by Taylor. Off the ropes, over the top. Big frog. Oh! Head back to the groin. One, two, three! Bill Dundee wins. Terry Taylor went for a leapfrog and Terry Taylor just sort of headbutted him in the in the cock and balls. And Terry Taylor wins by in my eyes, a dubious decision there, but Bill Dundee is the winner and the brand new Southern Heavyweight Champion. Okay, well, we are standing here waiting for the new Southern Heavyweight Champion, Bill Dundee. Here he comes. Congratulations, Billy. Uh, there's a lot of comments before the match. There's a lot of comments during it and a lot of comments since the uh, bout. I 
say it was a good tough one. Uh, you did what you set out to do. You took the title away from Taylor. That's right, Lancer. I come out here and I told all the people that when I wrestled Terry Taylor, he was a paper champion, and I would be the Southern heavyweight champion. Now, I'm going to be the Southern heavyweight champion until a better wrestler than me comes along and beats me. But I don't see none around here. There isn't a wrestler around here that can beat Bill Superstar Dandy. Now, let me give you another episode in the life of Terrence Weirden Taylor III. Now, he went to college. Now, like I keep telling you, college education is all very good if you're going to be a doctor or a professor or somebody that needs a college education. I left school when I was 14 years old, been on my own since then. Now, everything I got, I clawed, fought, bit, and got it all by my little old self. I didn't have a daddy for the doctor. Now, he goes to college for a bunch of years, spends $10,000 of his little old daddy's money. Then he gets into the wrestling school in the college, and he wins a couple of wrestling matches, amateur style. So then he goes home. He says, Daddy, I don't need this college education. I'm going to be a wrestler. So he goes all around the country, and he gets booked as a professional wrestler. He left the boys, and he got in with the men. So then he comes to Memphis, Tennessee, and he teams up with Bill Dundee. What a successful tag team I was, because I won all the matches. Now, he goes to Eddie Muller and he says, I'm so good now, I want a Southern title match. So they book him in a Southern title match, and you know, when he won the belt, he was more surprised than Sabu was. Terry Taylor was standing like this in the middle of the ring, and the referee says, here, it belongs to you. You're the Southern heavyweight champion. I won! So they gave you the belt. Then he never defended it. So then Eddie Marlin teams him back up with Bill Dundee, and again, I was a successful tag team, and he's walking around with his belt, telling everybody he's the Southern Heavyweight Champion. So, kind of irked me. So I went to old Eddie, I said, hey, Bugs Bunny, I want a title match with that paper champion. And the first time you give it to me, I'm going to beat him. So I wrestled him. Did I wrestle him, Lance? You did, in fact. Did nothing but wrestle. So your little college education, your little amateur background, didn't do nothing when you got up into the major leagues. You're a minor league wrestler, Terry. Now, you're a good wrestler, brother, and five or six years down the pike, you may be another good southern heavyweight champion. But I'm going to tell you something, brother. This week, I gave you a wrestling lesson last week, and I'm going to make you a promise, brother. This week, I'm going to beat your brains out. I'm going to see how big and bad you are. I never laid a hand on you last week, brother. I just wrestled you. Now, if you're clumsy and whatever you want to say that and it was a mistake, I really don't care because I've got this belt. That makes me the champion. But this week, brother... Now, I'll tell you what, Lancer. I'll save you a lot more embarrassing, Terry. If you come out here, shake hands with me now. We'll call it off. We'll both have a night off. And you just tell all the people the superstar's right. He's a better man than me. I'll just... We'll forget it. But if you don't, brother, and you show up down there this week... I'm going to beat your brains out, Terry, and I'm not going to stop till you crawl over there and you tell the referee, please, please, Mr. Referee, tell Mr. Dundee not to hit me no more because I'm going to beat you, brother. Okay, Billy, I can only say I think that you're letting a little irritation because maybe you were bypassed a couple of times get in the way of it. We didn't deny you're a dynamite wrestler and... You are the champion. I think that you've taken it a little to heart that some of the fans like Terry. And I'm just going to tell you all this. Anybody that wants to crack at this belt, anybody in the whole wide world, you just get in touch with Eddie Marlin and the superstar will wrestle you because I'm a great wrestler. Okay, well, you're going to have to beat him again before it's all over with. That's Bill Dundee, and we got action in the ring with Bill and Ball. Let's go today. Set to go with a one-fall, 15-minute time limit match for Memphis at 203 pounds. Introducing Pat Hutchinson, 
And from Australia, 214 pounds, Kurt Older, the AWA Southern Heavyweight title, the superstar, Bill Dundee. This match one fall, 15-minute time limit, Jerry Calhoun, the referee. Hutchinson goes after Dundee with his back turned. Dundee. Pat Hutchinson attacking Bill Dundee before the just before the champion before the title the the belt the bell Jesus Christ Pat Hutchinson black tights black boots touch mantel uh, sorry Bill Dundee wins the match following a knee drop Bill Dundee <laughs> Bill Dundee was wearing uh, peach trunks cowboy boots Pat Hutchinson uh, tried to take advantage but he got uh, chat shit get dropped as they say. 18 seconds, and your winner is one Mr. Bill Dundee. Right now, the gentleman that held that belt before the match, Terry. Uh, I'm sorry about the outcome of the match in there, and I didn't mean it's all over. You got another shot at Bill. Well, uh, Lance, that, that is not the same Bill Dundee I used to ride up and down the roads with. Bill helped me a lot when I first got here, but I don't know. It just sounds like somebody else talking coming out of his mouth. Well, Bill Dundee said he, he gave me a lesson and I had a wrestling lesson. Well, Bill, you gave me a lesson, all right, but it wasn't a wrestling lesson. You showed me how you really could be. Now, he's talking about my education and things like that. I don't think that has anything to do with my wrestling ability. I went into that really? ring. I gave him a title shot the first time he asked for it. And I don't know if that was intentional, how he beat me. Because he did beat me. He did pin me. But that was a low blow, and I think everybody mm. saw that. I understand what you're saying, and I think it's... No, I still don't know either. It, well, it man, happened. if you don't know, why didn't he wait to see if I was all right? As soon as it happened, he dove right on top of me and one, two, three. I mean, I saw it back That's on the true. replay. He didn't wait to see if I was That's okay. Right. And I can honestly stand out here in front of everybody here and say if the shoe was on the other foot that I would have let Bill Dundee get up and continue. Now, I wouldn't want to win a title like that. I'm the paper champion, Bill. I'm the one who wins titles like that. I just have to say one thing. When I came out here four months ago, I told everyone out here, but I felt like it was my time to be a champion. Well, I feel exactly the same way, and I'm going to show everybody here and Bill Dundee exactly how I feel the same way. Great, Terry. Good luck to you. Quite a young man, and let me tell you, whether Bill is right that he's still got five years of experience to get behind him or whether it is his time or not, we're going to find it out, but uh, that's quite a pairing in there with it's Dundee and Taylor. Okay. We got time out. We got more action. We have Stagger Lee coming around, and we'll be to him in just a moment. Hey, I think it's about time now to put a little more of that rhythm, spirit, and happiness into it. Stagger Lee! Even he's only been here for a couple of weeks, we're seeing a highlight package of uh, one Stagger Lee. Taking down Bobby Heaton, taking down Kenya Condori, coming out in a multitude of colours. He's wearing, sometimes he's wearing red, sometimes he's wearing purple. Oh, it's a beautiful drop kick there. And again, watch that drop kick for many, many times. 
a drop kick made famous by uh, Sweet Brown Sugar. Stagger Lee has taken uh, a page out of Sweet Brown Sugar's uh, book here. So you're going to see oh, against Kenya Condori teaming with uh, Jerry Lawler as well here. Feuding with Bobby Eaton. Stagger Lee is doing it all. Looks he's dancing. Oh, beautiful arm drag there. And a standard drop kick again. from Calgary, Alberta, Canada Frankie Lane teaming with Bambi he's managed by Bambi Star going against Stagger Lee Cowboy Frankie Lane's wearing a black and white cowboy pant, cowboy uh, trunks black cowboy boots Stagger Lee wearing a purple tights, white boots, purple mask bell is rung and both men are circling Colin over top Frankie Lane now pushes Stagger Lee into the corner Clean break. Colin over top. Side headlock into a hammerlock by Frankie Lane. Go behind schoolboy. Frank Stagalene's in the ropes. Both men up. Both men circling. Stagalene telling the referee to keep his eye on Bambi Star. Go behind into a schoolboy by Stagalene. One, two. Kick up. This is the expiration of time match, so we may see multiple falls. Corner over top, side out by Stagger Lee, push off by Frankie Lane, shoulder tackle by Stagger Lee, off the ropes over the top goes Stagger, leapfrog by Frankie Lane, and a back body drop, no, but Stagger Lee kind of stands on his feet, and a drop kick, kind of stood on his feet, and again Stagger Lee with a drop kick. Arm drag takedown by Stagger Lee. Frankie Lane here from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, in trouble. Frank, Frankie Lane, the veteran here. 
Stagger Lee still with it on. Frankie Lane goes for a slam. And Stagger Lee holds on to that armbar. Frankie Lane gets to the boot, gets to the ropes. He's quite a, uh, a tall individual, so he could be in the halfway in the ring and still get to those ropes. Test of strength here now. Oh. Oh. Knee to the uh, chin there by Frankie Lane. Oh, and a chop by Frankie. Takes down Stagger Lee. Stagger Lee is staggered. Oh, big chop there by Frankie Lane again. Hip tosses Stagger Lee out of the corner. Frankie Lane now. Trying to take the mask off, Stagger Lee. Trying to take that mask off. Oh. Joey Calhoun managed to uh, stop Frankie Lane from doing it. Oh, big kick to the face by uh, Frankie. Closed fist by the referee's back. Oh, Stagley now trying to fight back from Frankie Lane. They're trying to fight out the corner, he does. Uh, Stagley with a big hip toss to Frankie Lane out of the corner. Irish shot now by Stagger. Drops down. Back body drop. Off the ropes. Shoulder tackle by Stagger. Off the ropes again. Shoulder tackle by Stagger. Off the ropes. Sure, oh, big clothesline by Frankie Lane. Holy moly, what a clothesline. Frankie Lane picks up Stagley and slams him down. What's he going for here? Frankie Lane's up to the second rope. Oh, drops an elbow. Backwards elbow there by Frankie Lane. Picks up Stagger Lee. And, oh, no. Stagger Lee. No, he's got him. Suplexes him. Stagger, Frankie Lane goes for the cover. One, two, three. Oh, Stagger Lee wins. Stagger Lee wins. Frankie Lane suplexed him. And then he went, he sort of then he tried to roll over in the pin. But Stagger Lee did the same thing and he just had the advantage with the shoulders. Your winner, Stagger Lee. Over, he started to roll back, put his knees on his shoulder. As he got halfway through it, Stagger Lee hooked those legs, as you said, Dave. Boy, he held him there for that one, two, three count. We will take time out. Check our time and be back in just a moment. was impressed I'll tell you that was a doggone good move that Stagger Lee put on Cowboy Frankie Lane and let me tell you brother Cowboy Frankie Lane has beat a lot of top fight folks so it's a good win for Stagger Lee how about a recap of all so it's Lance and Dave just recap over the show that is it ladies and gentlemen we've just witnessed the 26th of March 1983 history was made as we witnessed on this podcast the first time of the Rock on All Express so that was some good times there so thank you very much ladies and gentlemen for your continued support as we mentioned earlier and listening hope you enjoyed this show you can watch this show if you want to on youtube youtube.com forward slash at memphis cast you can um, find the link in the description below of this podcast and that will take you there you can also follow us on twitter at memphis cast where you'll be able to get news and updates on this and our other show the monday night project as we head towards the end of 1993 over there we are covering the last raw of 1993 uh, coming up this Monday. So thank you very much. Thank you very much to the fine folk of Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you very much to Lance Russell, Dave Brown, and Jerry Jarrett. And until next time. Hi,